Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic-Con Podcast, Season 2, Episode 51, the final episode of 2022. Holy shit. What is going on? Uh, It's your boy, Justin, a.k.a. Nemesis Prime. We are currently live on YouTube doing a live show. If anybody's popping on here, we're going to have some maybe some people pop in. And of course, got my man out in Texas. Zach, what's going on, man? How are you? Dude, it's crazy to think this is one first off the end of 2022, right? Which has felt like, I don't know, 2021 obviously had like the COVID era and was like the longest year of all time. It felt like, but 2022 has definitely felt like it was a pretty long year as well. And then not to mention, you know, we're at what was this post 102 episodes or 101 101 101 yeah yeah so it's crazy i mean we talked about this last week on the podcast uh being our 100th episode and it honestly kind of feels like we've been doing this for a really long time already so yeah i don't know i feel like last year was kind of slow uh definitely because of the fact that there was not really any conventions, not really anything, right. you know, uh, you know, even local shows, right? There was no local shows for us. Um, for the most part, it really didn't start picking up until the end of 2021. And now 2022, you know, it's, it's back. Like conventions are back. You and I went to, you know, a few, I was out in WonderCon for the first time, you know, there's a ton of people. So, um, but yeah, it, it's great. So, um, yeah, everybody. So appreciate everybody that is stopping in here. Again, if you want to join us, let us know. We will throw you the link. If not, you could, of course, listen to this on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, or the Rewind here on YouTube. So um, I, uh, go ahead. I guess kind of I, I was thinking we bullshit a little bit before we actually get into our uh, oh yeah our list and stuff. But um, I posted on, obviously on Instagram as well, and I was kind of wondering if we'd get any uh. What's the word I'm looking for? Detractors, possibly, who may want to like, get on. I thought that would be kind of funny. Uh, special people. Special individuals. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Let's yeah. talk. Let's talk some Fortnite. Let's talk <sighs> some Fortnite before I, while we're warming up. Yeah. So uh, Zach and myself have started playing Fortnite for the first time. And I don't I haven't played Fortnite since. I guess you go look at the, you could look at your career, right? Right. And it showed the last time I logged into Fortnite was like a year ago. And then before that was probably like two years ago. So like I am terrible at this game, but I'm actually starting to get into it, right? Like playing duos, playing trios uh, with uh, our buddy Jeff from Comic Dunes. And then, you know, sometimes we get a fourth and we'll play four people, but it's the worst, right? Yeah, I think I'd have to check for sure, but I'm pretty sure I was playing earlier this year. Um, mm. and then on Xbox, though, was the first time playing on PlayStation, and uh, I kind of go on and off. I mean, that's kind of the thing with Fortnite, and honestly, that's I feel like one of the best things about Fortnite is like you can play for a good couple months, man, and be like, oh, this is so much fun, so much fun. Then it can get kind of old, right? And then you come back like four or five months later and you can pick it back up, and it's still exciting. The, the maps have changed, there's like, mm-hmm. new weapons, there's new fun shit to do, and you find partners. Like, I, I've typically always played alone. So it is kind of fun to have like you and Jeff and like logging on and we play together, just talk shit and wreck people. So, oh yeah, I, I mean, we finished top five at the, like at the worst, almost every time we play. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, there's like very few times where we both land and have no weapons and both get killed. And then mm-hmm. it's like, all right, you know, right. Uh, yeah, obviously that last match you were on the phone, I was dealing with stuff that was going on in the house, yeah. but, 
But you know, it's funny. Like I played, I remember, I guess the last time I played, obviously this season, they have that hammer. Mm -hmm. Last time I played, they had like the plunger gun. Did you play when they had the plunger gun? Yeah. It was almost like, that's how they could get places with it. Yeah. Like that's like the way that you traverse. Yeah. I remember that. And then I remember what was super prevalent. We talked about this earlier was the, um, the warps. Like there was a lot of rifts that you could get. And there was mm-hmm. the, I don't remember what it was, but you would shake it. It was like a crystal or something. You shake it and it automatically give you a warp. And you would yeah, do that a lot. Uh, um, it was like a rift crystal or something like that. I thought that yeah. was really cool. That was fun. It sucked though, because you'd be like blasting someone and then they would use it. And get away oh, of course. Quick. But yeah, <laughs> I would also do the same if I was getting blasted and I'd get away real quick. But Oh, definitely. Um, so, you know, for 2023, for the people that are listening, you know, we want to, you know, we're going to try to start changing some things up for 2023. We're not going away anytime soon. You know, it's Mm -hmm. still going to be our weekly podcast. Um, of course you could always send us messages directly to Instagram or to either one of our Instagrams, the podcast, Instagram, or the comic-com podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we've had a quite a lot of guests over this past year um some artists some writers of course people in the youtube content creator community which has been a lot of fun we've done shows it's just it's been an absolute blast this entire year um yeah yeah i'm really excited for 2023 you know i'm definitely going to start trying to think of things to do for 2023 of course before we get into anything you know we want to thank a lot of people that that have come on the show a lot of first timers right zach this year yeah, I mean, what, last year we had a lot of reoccurring guests, and I feel like this year we didn't do that as much. We had a lot of more first timers this year. Mm-hmm. For yeah, sure. we did. Uh, you know, earlier than the year, we did. Uh, you know, we had an all female month. We did. It was like August or September. We did all Canadians. So you know, we tried to. We're trying to you know spread the love. You know, we want to always support the YouTube content creators. You know, people that are in the community, people that we feel like you all should be following, other than ourselves. So uh, before we get into everything, you know, there's this the big news that, uh, you know, there's something that we've obviously been not talking about here on the podcast, but it's been the shakeup is the whole DC James Gunn thing, right? Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. We haven't talked about that. And that's been like, what, two weeks old now. And we've kind of uh, we've just been busy with like different interviews. And obviously we had uh, Eric July on here and other people and we just haven't talked about it. So, yeah, let's let's get into that real quick. What are your initial thoughts? Well, I feel like I've, I've thought about this for for sure for you is you definitely, and we always joke, I always joke about it about you as you don't like the humor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and James Gunn definitely leans heavier into humor. And we've always talked about how DC should lean heavier into the darkness. So like, what are your thoughts about James Gunn being a DC guy kind of getting, taking the helm? I don't think it's going to change too much, to be honest. You know, like, you have to even look at like pre Snyderverse, right? Like, look at all those movies. Like, there's never been like a movie that has been comedy driven. Whether it's Superman Returns, any of the the Nolan trilogy, any of the Batman's before it, anything else that's come out, like you know Constantine, even like Jonah Hex, Green Lantern. Obviously, that is a joke, but you said uh, Jonah Hex. That's like might be like one of the worst movies of all time. I know, but I'm still going deep into that yeah. DC, right? So it's yeah. not like a, a comedy thing, but I don't know, man. I, I it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. I think what happens in Flash like is going to be a big shakeup, right? Like they remove they supposedly they remove some scenes with Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot, so they're both gone. 
obviously Zachary Levi. I don't even know. I I can't remember if he got removed as well because didn't he take over Michael? Because Michael Keaton got removed as well. Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. So, but like, I mean, you think about the two movies that uh, the, the the two things we have with James Gunn DC. Obviously, we have the Suicide Squad and we have uh, Peacemaker, mm-hmm. and both are very comedy driven and not like kind of. They both feel very, very Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's what that's what we have as well for like the Marvel universe, right? So. I don't know, dude. And I just don't know how you go do. I don't know, man. I don't have a lot of hope. Um, I think it's tough. I, I get the idea. And I know there's all these people on the internet who both both sides piss me off. Like the people are like, oh, this is going to suck. Or like the people are like, don't be a dick, you know, and like, oh, you guys are Snyder verse people. Like you can be in the middle, man, and, and wonder like, how is DC, this new DC universe going to take off without your big three? Because he's going to have to start and do things without the big three because you can't just recast them right now. And some of those recasts, dude, I mean, Affleck, okay. Like, he's probably the one who can be recast the easiest because I don't know if people liked his depiction as much as, like, Henry Cavill or or Gal Gadot. I mean, Mm -hmm. those two are going to be really tough to recast. Um, Agreed. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't... I don't have a lot of hope. I don't think DC and Warner brothers have given us much uh, like faith in it. You know what I mean? To, to hope like they haven't, they haven't been good. Let's say that like, there's no, there's no clout for DC and Warner brothers right now for me to be like, Oh, they'll make, they'll do good. Yeah. You know, what's interesting though, like the difference between uh, the difference between DC and Marvel is that, you know, where Marvel's at now, like, yeah, they did the 10 years and they had all their, legacy characters and now they're kind of bringing in these newer characters is the fact that like dc's characters have been around for just as long as the legacy characters have been right right? so i think that what they need to do is they need to do kind of like two sides they need to do the uh original characters right like yes superman batman wonder woman but they also still need to introduce the younger team and still do and even lead into like a teen titans right right because obviously robin speedy any of those like they're all old characters like kid flash like they're not they're not new characters they're not like 80s or 90s or even early 2000s like a lot of the marvel characters like you look at what kate bishop ms marvel you know kamala khan uh riri shuri they're all like within the past 20 years yeah 20 years max yeah so at least like those characters like people already know them they're already established it's not like well, who's this? Like they've already been doing that. So they James Gunn could have a direction for like uh like a Y, not like a YA, but you know what I mean? Like a yeah. young adult and then an adult based uh mm-hmm. you know universe. I don't know. I yeah, universe, exactly. So that's where I'm actually hoping for. Like I'm hoping they introduce the younger characters sooner rather than later. And it's right. not like building up for, you know, a Wonder Girl and a Supergirl. Like it's just kind of they're there. Like, obviously, I don't know how much they're going to touch Batman because of the fact that, like, Robert Pattinson's Batman or Matt Reeves, whatever you want to call it, Matt Reeves' Batman is its own entity and it's not going anywhere. And with all the spinoffs that they've talked about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and I'm with you. Like, that would be cool. But even that, I feel like, has its own hurdles. Um, obviously, the success of Titans going on right now. And so it's mm-hmm. in, like, what, do you recast all those characters and you tell it again? Like, that's that's tricky. Mm-hmm. Um 
as well as now we just it sucks because with Black Adam we saw and you and I talked about this in our review of Black Adam. You saw JSA was like the highlight of Black Adam for both of us, and now it's like okay, well shit, dude, we just saw JSA, and we're they going to recast JSA now and start that again? Like it always feels like there's cool down time, right? So like all those things we just saw have to be cooled down on, and then we'll come back to them. And so really, that only gives me, in my mind, if you're doing if you're James Gunn, there's only one route you can go to kickstart your universe, and that's Green Lantern, because it's the only thing that hasn't been touched in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it's big enough that you could start off with the Green Lantern universe, and we know James Gunn's pretty comfortable in the cosmic universe, and you rock the Green Lanterns, you do the, you can have all the Orange Lanterns, Yellow Lanterns, all that stuff. Um, I mean, that would be a good way to start, uh, in my opinion. Hmm. To get yeah, because he's done the character. cosmic stuff. So, I mean, yeah. he's it's not like he's never done cosmic. So right. that's where it's easy for him to just jump in because, I mean, nobody cared and nobody really knew about who the Guardians of the Galaxy were before, right. you know, he started. So it's the same thing. Like, he could come in and do, you know, Oa and the Green Lanterns and the Green Lantern Corps mm-hmm. and the Guardians, all that. Like, I mean, you could almost do Blackest Night without Earth in a way. Mm. Like you could have Black Lanterns and all them as well. Um, I mean, you could do a, you could immediately just go to, you know, the Sinestro corpse war. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could literally just do the, the green lanterns, yellow lanterns Mm -hmm. in all in one movie. Like you don't need a whole buildup. Right. Right. Just show. Yeah. Don't we don't, I mean, I think modern comic book movies have also proven that for the most part, you don't need origin stories anymore. Like Mm -hmm. people aren't dumb. People have seen these characters. We can get like, if you just, if you just cut to green lantern and how Jordan's flying around in space as a space cop, like, I think you're going to figure it out. You know what I mean? And then like you show up Sinestro, like, Oh yeah, he's a, he used to be part of the core and he's kind of turned bad. Like that's, we can learn that on the go. We don't Mm -hmm. need a whole movie showing the fall of Sinestro. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's the way to go in my opinion for like the larger characters, but I don't know, dude. I, I just, you know, Peacemaker was fun. I liked Peacemaker, but I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to sit through a DC universe that's completely all like like Peacemaker, like a joke. I mean, like all those mm-hmm. characters are a joke. You know, I'm not crazy about the Jason Momoa being possibly recast as like Lobo. That feels kind of <laughs> weird to me and dumb. Um, I don't know, dude. I mean, I'll I'll keep an open mind, but I don't have a lot of faith. I, I I don't know. I'm actually I'm hoping for it. I, I think he should have been cast as Lobo a long time ago, but they oh, kind of makes more sense as Lobo than Aquaman for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't know why they went with him. I guess just because of his popularity, like on uh, Game of Thrones. You know, like they needed someone that was coming out of a series that was popular to like bring them to a new movie, and I guess yeah. they didn't want to go that like blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he also, let's be honest, you know, he checked the box in terms of uh, diversity in the Justice League and the DCU. Mm-hmm. You know, it was easy, easy cast of like, hey, he fits and you also win some extra points. Yo, Comic Raider, I, 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 don't get me wrong. He's great. I think he'd be good as Lobo, but it just feels weird. And of course, you may not even recognize him. You know, he's going to be alien, digitized. Painted face, away. yeah. Painted face, yeah. So, yeah. It, I, He's in that new movie. I think it's called like Slumberland or something that's on Netflix. Yeah. Is that out yet? Yeah, it's out. I it okay. came out last month. I just been been meaning to watch it and I haven't. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, he kind of looks, he's got like these horns on the side of his head. It's all yeah. like, you know, obviously it's all digital, but he's like real. I, I get to see him as Lobo, you know, because <laughs> oh, even sure. the guy who played Lobo from Krypton, like that was cool. Like he was a badass Lobo. And to be honest, all, all it takes is just like painted up white face, a little bit of black eye makeup and long black hair. That's all Lobo is. And just like. I've never watched Krypton. Oh yeah. No, dude. He was cool on that. Yeah, he was good in season. They, Krypton oh, was yeah. a very underrated show. Like Doomsday, yeah. Brainiac, Lobo, um, Adam Strange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he looks pretty cool. He, yeah. You know who he looks like? He looks like Rob Zombie playing Lobo. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Basically what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see, man. Um, we'll see. How do you write the ship? I mean, dude, you're now you've lost like your whole justice. League. I mean, if they keep Ezra Miller... Like I'm going to be, I don't know if I can keep watching that honestly might be the breaking point for me. If they get rid of Cavill, Godot and Affleck and they keep Ezra Miller, I might out of pro. I don't think they will. I'm done. Yeah. I I don't think it's going to be very odd. And I think, and I think like you said earlier is like what they need to do is they just need to do these movies and not have kind of like a, like an origin story. Yeah. People know who these characters are. Just introduce them, you know, like, Spider-Man has still never really had an origin story in the MCU because he's just established. It's fucking Spider-Man. Like right. we know who he is. So like same thing, like when even like my brother and I, we watch Batman Begins and The Dark Knight on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. And it's just like such an epic movie because of the way it's set is like it's still it's present. But every now and then it'll go back. Right. Right. It goes back to it's not like all like learning how to be Batman is it's like not him as a kid and then learning to be Batman. It's always in the present and it kind of just trickles back. So that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. and we still never even seen that in Spider-Man. Like we've never seen him like get bit by the spider. We just know. Right. Cause right. he says it. I mean, so. in no way home was like the closest we got to an origin when you saw spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, the, uh, <laughs> the death of aunt may and the, the, we great power comes great responsibility, you know, quote, that was like, that's probably the closest we've got to any kind of like Spider-Man origin, really like mm-hmm. traditional origin of Spider-Man. And they did yeah. it perfectly, you know, and they, they changed it instead of uncle Ben, it's aunt may, you know, like you got to change things up a little bit, but they did it so great that it was like, they changed it, but it wasn't changed completely. You know what I mean? Like he is still the same character, even though that was a different way it happened. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, dude, it'll be interesting to see what happens with DC. When's Flash is what, in March? Yeah, I think Flash is first, and then Blue Aquaman. Beetle, and then Aquaman. Yeah. And then Shazam, if I'm not mistaken, as far as like what the time the movies are. Which kind of feels weird because obviously this is the last Aquaman. So it kind of feels, you know, that, that never does well, in my opinion. Like, so we're going into this being like, this movie kind of doesn't matter. Um, Oh, no, Shazam is first. So let's see. Shazam is March. And then Flash is June, according to this. Blue Beetle's August. And then Aquaman is December of next year. And so what's the if, word? If on it Shazam? comes out. <laughs> right, right. What's the word on Shazam? Is it still part of the universe? I felt like I've read that it is. Yeah, supposedly John Cena and Zachary Levi spoke and spoke very highly of him, and he says he's still on to be Shazam going forward in that universe. So wait, John Cena? See, okay, this doesn't give me hope. That's I swear. That's what I read on Instagram via like messages back and forth between. I know, but it doesn't give me hope that John Cena is the guy that's like 
oh yeah, I vetted him. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like what? Like, so you're making the calls, John Cena? Uh, well, he said it to you know, he said it to James Gunn. I guess. At this I don't point, know. though, at this point, like, what can you believe? You know what I mean? Like, we saw Cavill. Yep. We knew Cavill was coming back. Like, nothing's for sure. Mm-hmm. Nothing's legit. I think it's going to be how these movies do, but you know. For comic goers, the movies are going to do fine, but for the overall audience, like they're not gonna like nothing's going to be for the most part. Nobody's going to care. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Blue Beetle. I'm excited for Um, just because it'll be it's an interesting character. It's a different Mm -hmm. take, you know, uh, something we haven't seen. So and he's someone who could stick around. Yes, for sure. I mean, they're they're introducing him at the right time where he has no baggage <laughs> to the previous universe or the previous. As we know, as, as we know. Universe. Right. Well, I'm sure yeah. they're rewriting if they do at this point. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, the fact that it comes out in August, I'm sure we're going to get a trailer. I would say sometime in the very early new year. Right. I thought we were supposed to get like new footage or new trailer of something this past Christmas, but I guess we didn't. I thought it was going to be something DC, but I guess that didn't happen. So didn't they say flashes at Super Bowl? Oh, okay, yeah. I'm sure all the DCs are going to... Well, definitely Shazam, since it comes out in March. Flash, yeah, because that'll be June. Maybe we'll get Blue Beetle, and they'll kind of see what the hype is, but I don't know. It's Dude, I, it, I don't even know how the Flash is going to go. I know. We keep talking... You you and I keep talking about that. Like, is it actually going to happen with all the Ezra Miller stuff that happened over well, the past year? But Now that they... Now that they put the... um That they're paying for... For, like commercial time the super bowl i mean it's going dude like that's that's not a cheap buy right there that's mm. even more money invested in this shit so mm-hmm. um it says okay so i'm reading something about flash by october 2022 a script for a sequel had been written by uh david johnson mcgoldrick who had scribed aquaman films in the event the flash performed well warner brothers was not expected to retain miller for future films due to the actor's controversies and legal issues so hmm. introduction of Wally West, maybe that's what we want. Yeah. Just do the flashpoint thing and get it over and done with. But obviously you still, how's that, that, how does that change Aquaman? Mm-hmm. Right. And everything yeah. that's going on with that. So I don't know, but um, let's get out of the uh, TV movie talk and let's get on to some comics year in review. Right? Yeah, let's do it. So, of course, if you've been listening to us for the past year, uh, last year at this time, we did the same thing. We did a couple categories. Zach and I went through them all. We kind of picked our top picks for 2021, if not some of them bled from 2022, 2020. So uh, this year, uh, some of the categories, are going to go down the line and then we'll, we'll start off. So we have best mini series, best limited series, best series, best ongoing series, best or worst event um series that you didn't read that you should kind of like a fomo uh best writer and then best artist whether interiors or cover so um where do you want to start you want to start with uh i kind of i kind of don't like the order uh yeah let's start with best writers best artist first because i feel like okay. the titles will, will get more talk you know what i mean okay yeah i like that idea i know the way we created this was comic yeah, book and related so and it was just off the top of your head while you were putting oh yeah of course so simple yeah. stuff so uh so let's go artist. to uh best artist i know this is not zach's favorite you know zach's not a big art guy i'm a big <laughs> art guy so yeah. 
Um, for myself, I actually chose, and the reason why I put best artist interiors or covers is because I didn't really know which way I wanted to go this year with, you know, last year, whether I wanted to go interiors or, you know, cover art or the guy does both. But um, for me, I ended up going with a cover artist for 2022. And I think he really stood out there this year was uh, David Nakayama. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he crushed yeah. Oh, dude, he crushed the whole, you know, the current Midnight Suns covers he's been doing, all the exclusives that he did over this past year for Unknown Comics, you know, all those like Virgin covers. There's just been so much that he's been putting out for 22. Um, you know, Poison Ivy, you know, he did. I think the uh, Elsa Bloodstone one was one that I, I don't even know if that's 2022, but the Death of Doctor Strange one. Yep. No, no, yeah. that was this year. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was a great one. Yeah, obviously the current Midnight Suns. Like I said, all the stuff that he's been doing for unknown comics, like the he did the that Dark Crisis, he did a foil for NYCC, which I just got back from CGC in a nine eight, which looked amazing. Um, all the X Men ones that he's been doing, all the Strange Academies that he's done as well. So yeah, man, this year's to me, you know, top artist uh covers was David Nakayama for me. Nice. What about you, man? What about uh, interiors or just covers? So it's, I think it's going to be a combo. So like you said, I mean, we, this was the one that was going to be kind of the toughest for me because I don't, I don't necessarily pay attention too much to like art, but um, mm-hmm. the one that kind of like stood out in, and I'm not even saying this isn't like best, like he was the best artist of the year or anything like that, but, and I, I he's been around for a while and I've really liked him in past stuff, but there was a series. I think I talked about it in like, you know, the weekly comic book reviews or, or weekly reads um seven sons and jai lee doing the covers and the interior for that series uh was just really awesome like i've always really kind of enjoyed you know what let me be honest when i first saw jai lee's art i wasn't crazy about it because kind of mm-hmm. like yeah, this is kind of weird you know the, the characters are the people are drawn a little weirder and then i think the first time i actually really enjoyed it was he wrote or he he did artwork for the dark tower some of the the issues with that and i was like okay Yep. Kind of, I'm feeling this. And then Seven Sons this past year, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, thought it was a great title, great story. And both the cover and the art inside it, I felt like really, really fit the story and like the arc. And I don't know how to explain that. It just, it really felt like it fit the story being told. So I think that for me, the one that really kind of like stood out and like resonated with me was Jai Lee's this year with Seven Sons. Well, and that's always a thing for me too, you know, for, for me to really like a series, the art's got to be good. And, okay. and for the most part, there's a lot of series that I want to read or that I probably would read, but the art is just like, uh, I'm just like not feeling it, you yeah. know? And yeah. it, it kind of, for me, it throws it off. But when an artist is crushing it on the interiors, it really makes the story a lot better. Um, yeah. You know, triple A artists just like kill it you know like uh, last year you know and even you know this year we talked about a lot of it like tony daniels on stuff capullo on stuff bermejo yeah bermejo on on his stuff is just like they're all they're all amazing right Mm -hmm. and sometimes even these a lot of these up-and-coming artists have just been crushing it on you know littler books but it really makes the story you know like uh george menace who did batman for such a long time with tinian like really made all those story arcs come alive yeah what's up jls comics welcome man welcome what's going on man yeah yeah for sure 
So uh, let's move on to uh, best writer of 2022. Why don't you go first? Okay. Um, for me, the best writer that I felt like was just crushing it all year long. And this is a tough one because there's been a few, man. And like, I'm going to wait to see what you say to give some honorable mentions. But for me, the best writer this year was Chip Zdarsky. Um, I'm loving what he's done on Daredevil, Batman, um, miniseries and ongoing. I mm -hmm. really, really enjoyed both the Dark or Devil's Reign, the ongoing Daredevil. And Zdarsky's always been a good writer, but it just felt like this year, the past, well, maybe the past two years with Devil's Reign and now, he's hit a stride that it was just knocking shit out the park. Or he's just finally in like these characters that he just, you know, and let's be honest, Batman and Daredevil, very similar characters, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know, really loved Chip Zdarsky this year. Thought he was just, like I said, knocking it out of the park. You scared me there for a second. You really wow. did of who, of who you picked because I thought you were going with the same one that I picked. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I, I think I know who you're. Can I should I take a guess? You could take a guess, but I'm telling you, like, our we have so everybody listening, Zach and I, we have no idea, you know, who picked who. Um, so it's gonna be very interesting if we do have any crossovers. But let okay. me know. What do you think? Are you gonna pick Charles Soul? Holy shit! Really? Yeah, because he's awesome. He's awesome. He's, he yeah, you're him right. And, him and Gillian are always like my honorable mention. Okay, yeah, you got it. Yeah, Charles Soulman, uh, Crimson Rain, Hidden Empire, mm -hmm. the ongoing Star Wars this year, 8 billion genies. Just he is like, he is crushing it for Star Wars. Like he is the definitive Star Wars writer since it right. came back to Marvel, without a doubt. Um, you know, this is the final part in the trilogy with Hidden Empire. So obviously that's a big you know, that's a big thing. This is, you know, the final part. I'm hoping it turns out better than, you know, War of the Bounty Hunters. Crimson Rain was like in the middle, right? That was kind of like an in the did middle he, type of thing. Did he write Bounty Hunters? Yeah, he wrote them. Yeah, he wrote the whole thing, right? Yeah, that one was, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was setting things up. I, I don't know, dude. It was, that was a weak one. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, and then 8 billion genies out of nowhere. You know, uh, I wasn't like, in the beginning, you know, like, oh, everybody was like talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I was like, maybe I'll get to it. But I didn't start reading until like issue three. And now it's just like a book that I need to read every month because it's just it's an interesting concept. It's just a complete interesting concept. So pets uh, fall off over there. What just happened? Uh, my, you know, the one cat's over here playing <laughs> with things. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I mean, yeah, dude, Charles Soule always knocks it out the park um i figured you were either gonna pick him or kieran gillen i mean but gillen always... really what did gillen do after um once and future ended really yeah i mean i've loved him on immortal x-men he's been crushing immortal x-men but yeah oh, I mean, he right. hasn't he hasn't really like i don't want to sound rude but he hasn't like stood out i get what you're saying yeah and then what about did he do eternals was he doing yes he was doing axe eternals okay eternals so yeah i guess 2021 Mm -hmm. yeah. So I guess there are other things that Gillen's and I'm just not, I just wasn't keeping up with that stuff. So I couldn't tell you if, uh, you know, I really wouldn't have picked him, but obviously with reading all the star Wars that I do and then reading eight billion genies was definitely my pick for 2022's, uh, best writer. Nice. Good pick. So, uh, do we want to go with, do we start with like limited series? Do you want to start with the FOMO series <laughs> or event? Uh, let's do FOMO. Let's go backwards. Okay. Cause I kind of feel like. I don't know. Best limited. Let's keep that like last, I guess, maybe. I don't know. We'll get yeah, we'll do. It. Let's do. Uh, we'll do the FOMO. We'll do events. And then we'll kind of start from the bottom and work our way to ongoing. Perfect. So 
Uh, series. So this was an interesting one that I, I thought about. So series that you didn't read in 2022 that you should have been that you should be reading or I should be reading. And of course, y'all, everyone knows Zach and I read a whole lot of books. We talk about it every week here on the podcast. We love, you know, discussing of what are we currently reading. Obviously, there's titles that people tell us. There's books that you read, Zach. There's books that I read and vice versa that we don't know about. And then we end up picking them up. Mm-hmm. So for myself, and I can't believe I'm not reading the series and I don't know why. Like, I think I have some of the exclusive variants, if I'm not mistaken, for this title. But I actually have not actually, I have not, re- I have not opened it up and actually read any of it. I think it's on issue seven or eight is Poison Ivy. Mm, okay. Like from DC Comics. I mean, I'm not reading it. It's strange. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's written by Willow Wilson. She is best known for her introduction into the Marvel universe of writing Kamala Khan's Miss Marvel from 2014. Like that whole story arc, her whole setup is exactly what the show was about. So, you know, she's a, a great writer. Um, and then you got Marcelo Takara, who's doing the art, which is just phenomenal as well. And it's shit. It's Pamela Isley. It's one of my favorite like female villains from the DC universe, Batman universe, and I'm just not reading it. And I need to seriously start reading it um, before it gets too far. And then I have to like, you know, pay a lot so, of money for some random issue that decides to get increase <laughs> right. in value. So question, but I don't even know if you'll be able to answer this since you're not really reading it. Like, do you think the character, cause obviously there's been a change with poison Ivy um, mm-hmm. of late, obviously joining the LGBTQ community almost predominantly now as a character, right? So have you heard anything? Has that changed her character arcs, her development, or like the way she goes in terms of To be of honest, story? no. Uh, you know, from the last stuff that we were, re- even you and I were reading was the whole Batman, right? When mm-hmm. she was with like the gardener and gardener, that yeah. whole thing. And, you know, part of the green. Um, so yeah, to be honest, that's what it is. I don't know too much about this series other than I should be reading it because it's, it's an ongoing series right now. It was originally slated for a limited series, but now it's ongoing. So for me, uh, I definitely need to start picking up poison Ivy. Yeah. Cool. The JLS. I don't even know there was a poison Ivy series out. <laughs> you know, the only reason I'm, I I've seen it is, and is it actually, is it ongoing or is it a limited? Do you know? It was set for a limited, but then it got picked up to go for an ongoing. So okay, okay, that's as of right now. But again, I those things remember, change. I remember seeing some of those cover Bs, and they looked great. You know, obviously, I think a lot of times the cover Bs for DC are better than the cover As in terms of like artwork. But uh, there were some definitely some really cool ones out there. Oh, true. So, so what about you? Uh, I know this is was tough. We were discussing this. Yeah, it's tough because, like you said, I mean, read a lot of stuff. You reminded me of something. So I have two. One's not obviously like a, a 2022 book, but um, comes to mind because Sandman came out on Netflix in 2022, and both of us loved Sandman so much. So part of me kind of has a FOMO in terms of Sandman and in uh, reading that. Um, but uh, I think also ongoing like now, and you reminded me of something is I haven't read. You've talked about it a couple of weeks now. Is the Eight Billion Genies? So. I haven't read that. A lot of people have been talking about that, so maybe I need to I need to pick that up and check that out as well. But well, it's only going to be one more issue, so you may as well just wait because the number oh, one. Yeah, I'm is, not going to buy it. I'll just yeah read. Yeah, it if you can try to find it online or yeah. something, because it's only going to be eight issues, uh, so it's almost done. Yeah, unless I'm sure he'll do a spinoff. Obviously, it was option, so that number one was hot for a while, but I'm sure it's kind of cooled down. You can get still kind of mm. find it cheap. 
Yeah, I mean, in Sandman, it just is so daunting now as well, like because it's so many issues and books and stuff to to try to go back and and get through. But definitely watching the show made me kind of like, man, really wish I would have read this. I really wish I could like compare because it seemed like it was so on the nose with the show from like what people who've read the books and watched the show said. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's one I. Maybe in the years in the future, I'll, I will go back at some point and read Sandman. Okay. So. Interesting choice. Okay. Um, and again, anybody who's in the chat, feel free to drop down, you know, feel free to drop in the comments, you know, what some of your, some of these categories, what, you know, your titles are. So um, let's go to uh, best slash worst event of 2022, whether it's uh, indie, Marvel, DC. Okay. Um, this one was a little tough. Yeah, uh, there's definitely oh, there's always so many events that Marvel and DC do. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, and it was unnecessary. It's more it was more of like a mini series than an event. But I feel like it'll still be considered an event was the latest Edge of Spider-Verse. Well, there was yeah. no reason that they needed to do another five issue mini for Edge of Spider-Verse just to create more spider characters yeah. of different races religions uh, social backgrounds sexual backgrounds like just stop creating all these spiders there's already enough of the spider characters like right. there is no need to create you know like a spider character who's a uh, a lesbian and also a paraplegic and then there's the <laughs> one that was like uh what was the other one like a designer i just like i can't like there's just too many you know the one was like the disney princess and it's she sang with the little spider and i'm like oh, i just couldn't do it man i just can't get behind any of those characters this this time around yeah i've never been able to i've always thought the spider versus completely been uh events that are so unimportant and no no desire to ever read any of those i mean following closely behind them are the over and over again symbiote crossover events that we get <laughs> that come out but to be honest i didn't really feel like for me this was a tough one as well because i don't feel like there was actually like a really like a really standout good event and you know you said independent but like honestly i think about events independent and i can't even come up with one the only ones i can really think about are um I guess TMNT has an ongoing event right now, the Armageddon game, which is actually really good. I didn't think about it till right now. And then um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers oftentimes do events. They had a couple of really good ones, or mm-hmm. a couple, one good one this year. Um, another shout out is like the Radiant Black universe, the super massive universe, um, which is really good. I, I love all those titles, but hadn't been a really like event event in those. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. Best, best of like mediocre, I guess, events or worst me. could be worse. Well, I've got both. I mean, they're both, okay. they're all mediocre, but the best of all of the mediocre events was, I guess, the Axe, the Avengers, X Men Eternals was pretty decent. And it might just be because I'm an X Men fan so much, but I really love Kieran Gillen. I thought his writing was good. The, the lead up from the Eternals run was really awesome. Um, it was a very interesting concept, but like all Marvel events, it peters out at the end and it just kind of like, it goes on too long. Like you can do, we don't need all the tie-ins, all the explanations that don't actually matter or go anywhere. Just keep it in a nice, concise five issues and boom, move on. Um, the worst event, dude, DC's Dark Crisis was garbage. I mean, and that <laughs> shit took like, that was all year. 
I looked back when we were looking at like uh, when I was trying to come up with my list, I was looking at all the emails I sent out for like my pull box, like all year long. And I realized back in like January, I was getting like dark crisis books or something like January or February. Like they've been doing mm-hmm. this shit all year. That's embarrassing in my opinion. Like it took you all year to tell a garbage story. Like that didn't go anywhere. It didn't really like the justice league disappeared. And then you had like the backup teams and then lo and behold, surprise to everyone. Nightwing leads them like, yeah, no shit. Like who else would it be? You know, like, mm-hmm. um, it just, it just, I don't know, dude, dark crisis kind of sucked. And there was a lot of tie-ins that were garbage. Um, I don't know. I thought dark crisis was horrible. Okay. So. Oh, there's our Fortnite buddy, Comic Dunes. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff, for popping in here. Uh, yeah, there's definitely some interesting stuff that, you know, 22, and and that we've talked about that. There's events that have just, there's series that need to finish, and they just cannot finish 9, 10, 11 issues in, in, in one year. You know, they right. start in January, and or they start in December of last year, and they're still going to this date, and they still have two or three more issues. It's just like, how can you not write a 12-issue mini- and just finishing up in one year. Yeah, I just it's I don't get it. Yeah. So and it doesn't give me much hope because I know that it's like setting up this next era of DC, like what dawn of DCU is coming yeah. out. It, and we haven't even really discussed that because there's not much information, but once there is, we definitely are right. gonna you know, we're well, gonna talk about that for 2023. And since we're kind of talking about events now, I mean two events that are simultaneous, well not simultaneous, but one that's going on that I know you have not liked at all is Batman versus Robin. And then we have the Lazarus planet that's kind of coming out of the pages of Batman versus Robin. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just not, I don't have a lot of hope for DC right now. Like all the stuff they're putting out is not very good. Besides like the classic stuff, like the Batman ongoing and everything. But Mm -hmm. anyway, events, man, so much fun. They're not, (laughs) like, honestly, they're not fun anymore. No, they're. You know, the only thing that I, you know, I, I thought about putting on there is like a best event, but again, it's like a best slash mediocre was like the, right. the shadow war, like the crossover that had yeah. Batman, Deathstroke, the Robin, like that, that was, was like a cool, like inter- the Robin title was so strong. Yeah. So it was like kind of intertwined with like those three titles. Like that would have been like my title if I would have said like a mediocre, but I didn't even want to do best event. Yeah. I just went right to worst. Yeah. <laughs> right so, to worst. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. We got four categories left. Uh, best mini series up to 12 comics, 10 to 12 comics. So it could be less than that mm-hmm. or up to that one. Um, for me, yeah. For me, it's, uh, I, man, it was very tough for this one. It really was. Like, I didn't really want to pick something. I wanted to pick something that I've talked about before, but I also didn't want to pick something so obvious. Um, but for me, up to 12, and it's still going. And it's, I don't know where it's going to end, but uh, Dark Knights of Steel okay. has been very solid okay, for, you know, a mini series because, I mean, it's on nine. They just came out with that Gathering Storm, which is like they reprinted one through three. They did the one shot. So yeah, got a couple one shots, I think. right? Yeah, but that's I, I know you just spoke about DC and how it's been shitty, but I, I think the Dark Knights of Steel has been very solid. This whole like. King Arthur meets the DC universe. The characters are changed. Like that's been very solid for them. But at the same time, it also takes away from everything that's been in continuity because between that, the deceased 
And what's the other? There's like, I think there's one more in DC, DC. versus vampires. There's the DC versus vampires that all this stuff is happening and you're just, you're reading it and you're like, do I really understand these characters don't make sense in the current continuity of DC? So, but for me, yeah. I enjoyed uh, dark Knights of steel very heavily this, this past year. The thing about those events and th- are those little like out of continuity story events, like they're cool. But if you are a new reader, that's not like, it's only cool to see characters like Batman as like a medieval or uh, DC versus vampires, like what Batgirl does in this universe. You know what I mean? But you have to honestly kind of have some knowledge of that character to really get the most out of that story. So for a new reader, I don't really feel like those events are, are you know, those are great titles to get into, but they're fun for us. Like they're fun yeah. for us, you know, even like um, DC vampires, there's so many characters that show up that if you right. don't know who the character is, you're just like, uh link yeah did you read all out war like the, the six issue mini with like that focus on deathstroke nope. uh i'll um, wait did it finish or is it still no they're all both done dc vampires is completely done i know dc vampires is done i didn't realize that the other one was done as well yeah. like i just i tried to stick to the main title but i'll probably end up go back and i'll, I'll read it's um, decent. all out war yeah it's decent so what about you? Best mini series. Wow. That is not what I thought you were going to pick. So I know, I know that <laughs> exactly. Can I tell you what you thought I was going to pick? Yes. Was it do a power bomb? Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's my pick. <laughs> I mean, if you're not picking it, that's my pick. I mean, that is literally the best thing that was written this year, in my opinion, across the board. Whether it's ten issues, twelve issues, minis, limited, ongoings, the best thing written this year was do a power bomb. By far, hands down. I don't think there's any competition on anything that was written better than that. Um, such a great series, and I'm I couldn't be like happier that you told me about it for sure. Um, but Daniel Warren Johnson f- do a power bomb. Oh man, if you missed it, pick it up, pick up the trade. I think the trade's coming out here shortly. You can get it seven issues. Such a fun story, gripping story, emotional story, just so so awesome. So amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, my backup, because I figured this is what you were going to pick. So I had a backup. So, and this kind of goes with my Chip Zdarsky talk earlier. My backup is Batman the Night. Um, oh, so yeah, that's right. Yeah. So good, man. And I didn't go into it thinking much because, you know, how many times you're going to, we, you know, we kind of talked about origin stories earlier, right? When we were talking about movies and it's like, oh God, Batman's origin again, you know? And mm-hmm. then, I didn't really go into it expecting much. And after issue like, two i was like wow this is really really good and it was fun i liked how you saw kind of like a more fuller introduction and background origin of ghostmaker um all the different interactions and like teachers that bruce wayne had along the way it very much was batman begins-esque um i thought it was awesome really Mm -hmm. enjoyed batman the night 10 issues chip zadarsky check it out really really good stuff yeah, I totally forgot about that. As a, I tried to, th- I tried to think of non Batman's because mm-hmm. there were there were a few, but yeah, that one's definitely up there for for twenty twenty two. Good pick for uh, our limited series. So, yeah. uh, next up is well for mini series, I should say. So next up we have best limited series, uh, up to twenty for a limited series. Why don't you go first on this one? Okay, so this one didn't begin in 2022 more ended in 2022 um and this is another one that you told me about is silver coin i mean silver coin 15 issues so fun anthology horror stories every issue was 
great. Every issue was good, if not great. There was definitely some that you were like, okay, I still liked it, but it was always a good issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was just some great ones. <laughs> so yeah, for me, silver coin from image comics. And I can't even tell you like the writers. Cause if you don't know much about silver coin, there's a writer, every issue, a new writer, pretty much. I mean, you had some reoccurring ones for sure, but so awesome. 15 issues. I hope they come back and do some more later, but, um, if not, I really enjoyed what they did with the 15. Yeah. It needs to get picked up for something for sure. You know, yeah, it's, it's that perfect that, like, horror feel. Yeah. Like black mirror. Like black it's, mirror, it's yeah. in that perfect world of, it doesn't matter where you watch it. Cause even like, again, black mirror is the same thing. Like it doesn't matter what season you start with. Like every ish, every episode is different. No characters reoccur. You know, it, it's always a different thing based on like technology. And this is based on a coin and it's all horror. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, what is it like two issues or like one is like part one and one's like part two, right? The covenant issues are the only yeah. ones that like are reoccurring for the most part. And I think the 15th, the last issue kind of, harkens back to a previous story as well yeah but but for the most part yeah you're right i mean i silver coin was is was a great one for for 15 issues and again you know we are where you always talk about that here on the podcast you know where is that sweet spot where where are things need to end where things need to continue Mm -hmm. and it initially was only five and it got picked up for a little bit more and they were able to continue that same that same tone the same horror changing writer every issue which was great because i think that's what really stands out about that title is that every issue was done by the same artist but the different writers on every issue was really nice to see yeah for sure so for me for best limited series up to 20 and we kind of briefly we briefly touched on this but uh robin the last robin series with damian wayne yeah um, you know, 17, what was it? 17 issues, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. So um, an annual, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Joshua Williamson wrote it. Uh, it's fucking Damian Wayne. Like he's the best for me. Like he's the best Robin by far, you know, like he's, it was just completely different than what I would expect it. Cause Damien's already had a previous series. Um, it was written and it was written and art was done by Pat Gleason after that whole Batman Batman and Robin new 52 and that whole series was great by itself, but then he came out with his own series and it wasn't that good. You know, Nightwing always gets his thing. Uh, Tim was on the new 50, not new 52, but he was on the rebirth detective, but then you finally get Damien in his own title. Cause remember he, even Damien was on like teen Titans for a while. Right. And he was okay in that. Like, I thought that was a cool team. It was done, had great art, but Damien needs to be by himself. Like, but between having the Lazarus tournament, you know, getting and then again, throwing in the shadow war with Deathstroke and also Batman. Phenomenal, you know, 17 issues. And now, of course, we have the runner up of Robin, Tim Drake's. But I can't even I can't even read it. I just. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. The Robin, the Robin run was great. and It's very much like it's almost it's Robin meets Mortal Kombat as well, in a way, because they're on that mm. Lazarus Island having like the the whole fighting um get the inner the reintroduction i guess if you will into like the main universe now of connor hawk showing up um you had a lot of new characters you had uh oh god what's flatline flatline and what's death what was deathstroke's uh other son's name or clone um oh um man i can't remember yeah but i know who you're talking about yeah yeah yeah. so he was there and it was dead something um yeah whatever 
but and it definitely feeds into the DC or the Batman versus Robin as well. Like the story you have mother Lazarus or whatever her name was. Um, but yeah, it was a really good story. dude. I, I enjoyed that one as well myself. Yeah. I was even going to go even more with, and it haven't hasn't finished, but even like it, it made the Deathstroke Inc. Uh, ongoing a little bit stronger as well. And that's yeah. still going on too. That that still has right now, currently it's still in the Deathstroke year one. And I spoke about it a few months ago when they did Deathstroke year one, part one. I think they're on like part five, maybe or part six. But even that series is is very good for DC. And I think it's just, it's underrated. And I think once it finishes, people are going to have to, people are going to want to go back and actually read it because Deathstroke is a really awesome character that is just an, un, is, who's underrated. Because everybody to- looks at the villains and it's just like, well, what's out on DC? It's Joker, right? Yeah. Who, who are the only characters Joker and Punchline, I think, are the only ones that have their own titles for villains. It's obviously Batman. I mean, Deathstroke really. has to end with the way Dark Crisis ended. I mean, moving on to the DCU, there's a there is a specific place where Deathstroke is. Yeah. Like in his character <laughs> that like it has to like Deathstroke Inc. has to be done or has to be ending like in a week or something. I don't know if it's yeah, because again, because they're currently still doing the year one. So it's all like way you know yeah kind of the whole again like batman year one so mm-hmm. but uh yeah great great picks um i i i love i love silver coin and i think uh the robin is something that everyone should read so yeah. next up we got two categories left we have best series up to 30 issues and i feel I like this is <laughs> yeah i think we're picking the same one here right yeah we're, we're gonna pick the same one here yeah yeah we're back to the future yeah, ones in future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go ahead. You could talk about ones in future. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, we've talked about it a lot on the on the podcast. And um, I think my origin, if you will, for like the fantasy genre and everything as a kid was I was always massively into uh, Arthurian legend. I mean, I have on my nightstand next to my bed, I have La Morte de Arthur by Thomas Mallory sitting there. And I read, I read parts of it you know, occasionally every night. So I love Arthurian to see it come into the comic book world and be written by like such a superstar writer as Karen Gillan. I mean, amazing. Now at first I probably was, I wasn't super crazy about King Arthur being like the bad guy initially. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was like, Oh shit, that kind of sucks. But um, I really loved how they tied together, not just Arthurian legend, but obviously like the Robin Hood stuff you got, Shakespeare stuff. You got all like British literature and British legends kind of mixed up in there. And it was just art. Dan Mora, Kieran Gillen crushed it, man. 30 issues. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I can't, I need to reread it for sure. You know, and I know it's, it's a series that it's a series that typically, you know, like you and I, we, we get our series and when they finish and then we sell them. And I feel like this is a series that I kind of want to stick and hold on to unless I buy like the omnibus. There's a really good collected edition for this, actually a really good yeah. hardcover slipcase that you could get. Yeah. Um, Kevin showed it to us. Yeah. When he was on right. from Kevin yeah. from Shortbox uh, when he was on, he, you know, he paid, he picked it up. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. I definitely want to, I definitely want to pick it up, but this was like the one series that I bought like everything. Right. I, mm-hmm. you know, you know that I bought all the, the cover A's, the one in tens, the one in twenty fives. Like I absolutely love this series, and you know, and again, like it's it's over, it's done with, but it does leave it open for uh, you know another volume, yeah. without a doubt. So I mean, you know, if you don't know that by now, go back and read it. 
What was the, <laughs> you picked up all of them except for what you got? You missed like one. Issue oh, like that issue that you couldn't get. Like well, there was for a time I couldn't get ten, but I think right now I'm only missing. I'm missing one of the one in twenty fives, and like the fourteen or fifteen, and it's, it's like stupid expensive. But gotcha. yeah, for some reason, like I I got everything, but then like at the end when I was ordering, I missed like twenty nine. But somehow I read twenty nine, and I don't remember how I read it. Like if I read it at the, the shop, and then I just didn't buy it. So then I was like going through everything. I was like, shit, I'm missing number twenty nine. Like it's <laughs> the worst. Oh, the absolute worst for, for when you're, when you think you have everything and when you catalog everything, like in CLZ, like today, I just got an order of books that are sitting over at my table over there from uh, DCBS. Mm-hmm. And I literally need to catalog them because if I don't catalog them before I put them in the short boxes, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, forget. forget. And then like, I'll be at a shop and I'll be like, Oh, I'm missing issue number 15 of Darth Vader. But I'm like, I know I ordered that. Like, why wouldn't I have ordered that? And that's what happens. So um yeah so final final category for 2022's uh comic books of this year best ongoing series whether it started this year or it has been going on for quite a long time Mm -hmm. this one i gotta tell you was probably the hardest one to do okay you start so i got two okay i have two and i really don't know where to put them either honorable mentions or um just picks like completely so for me and i feel like the first i'm gonna go with the first one for honorable mention so the first one that i have and i think it's because you know both these titles got went back to marvel um the alien and predator series so predator ongoing okay predator ongoing this year has been very solid for me Uh, i know it's only like five issues in but it's an ongoing it's for me. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Like I haven't been excited to read like a predator series since the way, way long time ago of dark horse. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so honorable mention definitely goes to predator. I think everybody should check it out. Very interesting story about a human female whose parents were killed by a predator. And she basically hunts down and kills predators and is looking still for the one that killed her parents. Um, and it's all very futuristic, right? So it's still like, it's cool because you know, Predator, the timeline isn't like Earth. It's not like 2022. Like, it's way different. So, um, honorable mention definitely for me is the Predator series right now. And then for ongoing, and I, I just can't, I, I had to put it on there because I think this series is just, every issue is is great. And it's not, again, it's not a long ongoing series, but Carnage. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, the last Carnage series, I think, went like 15 issues. But man, this series, uh, you know, Ram V doing it, I, I love it. It's it's fucking Cletus Cassidy the way he should be. Like he's a sadistic, you know, it's it's killer. It's not you know, it's not him, Cletus. But like Cletus was always like a murderous person, and like the Carnage series has always been super violent, and that's the way that this should be done. Like it should not be like a PG or PG thirteen series. It's literally a rated R series. And that's the way the reason I love this series so much. It's almost like if they really would do like a black label in a way, like Marvel comics. Right. Like you this know is how a they surprising do- title at Marvel for sure. Yeah. Like if they would do like the Max comics, like when they had like Punisher and like mm-hmm. um all like and, yeah. yeah that and Moon Knight and all that stuff. Like there would be like the the Marvel Knights like I think this would be an amazing series to do on like a, a really high level like that. So 
Yeah, man. Best ongoing series. I mean, I know it's not a lot of issues in, but for me, like, there's a lot of stuff right now for DC, Marvel, indie stuff that I could have chose, but I went with that one for for 2022. What about you, man? It's well on Carnage, real quick. It's it's um, what's cool about it is like you get. It's interesting because you kind of get two. You get Carnage the symbiote, and then you get Cletus Cassidy. So it's like a dual storyline. Like you're seeing the symbiotes separated from uh, from Cletus doing his own thing and then you have cletus doing his own thing as well and it is really good it's really dark my fear though my fear is summer symbiotes ruining the title <laughs> because <laughs> well, it's going we still to got, well we have like six months before that happens right i know but you're gonna have build up and like set up prior to that to getting the storyline you're gonna have this because it's it's inevitable that they can't just leave him alone letting him do his own thing they're going to have a meet up with Spider-Man. They're going to have a meet up with Venom and mm -hmm. it's going to ruin it. Um, I just, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's my fear because it's just so great right now with, you know, the serial killer that's with the carnage symbiote. And then you have the, the cop who's kind of like a host, so to speak to Cletus. Mm -hmm. um, it's very, very interesting. So yeah, you're right, dude. It's really good. Um, for me, man, I've got three and I don't really know what is the the number one. So it's kind of like a three-way tie, but these are the titles like I'm really, really enjoying. Um, Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky, I think is so, so good with Daredevil and Elektra, both leading the hand, recently married, um, taking over the hand and, or not, sorry, not the hand, taking over and fighting the hand, but like um, just going at it. They got stick. They're creating their own kind of army. They're, they just liberated a bunch of like C team villains from the raft and like have enlisted them into their army and stuff. It's so, so good. And in the crossover that it's going on with my other title that I want to say is Jason Aaron's Punisher is awesome as well. So you got the Punisher who's now kind of like leading the hand in a way as like the head assassin and uh, just kind of, I mean, I guess we're far enough along that I can say this is not spoiler alert. The, the resurrection of the Punisher's wife, which is like the defining moment of the Punisher's life, right? Is the death of his family. Mm -hmm. Her coming back just brings like so much like new story to the Punisher, like what he'll be like. And then now he's, he's leading the hand to keep her alive, to keep her resurrected. And he tried to get his kids back, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, I'm really loving both those titles and the, the fact that they cross over so much is just really, really great. And the Punisher, you also have him like going up against Ares, the God of War, hmm. who is awesome in the Marvel universe as well. Kind of was recently, last we saw him, a good guy on what, like Mighty Avengers and whatnot, I think, like years and years ago. But now it's kind of a little bit bad again. Um, but it's awesome. The Punisher is great. And then my third title that I'm really enjoying, this is definitely a 2022 title that came out, is The New Ghost Rider by Ed Brisson is really fun. Um, I like how Johnny is kind of alone. Yeah, we did have that issue where they had to bring in fucking Wolverine. Like they, <laughs> of course, yeah. They always do. But um, we got a new villain in Exhaust showing up. We have the new character, um, Talia Warroad, who's in it as well. Somewhat of a love interest foil kind of teammate for Johnny Blaze. And then solicitations are obviously showing that Danny Ketch is coming soon. So, hmm. um, I really enjoyed Ghost Rider. The art's been great. It's it's got a creepy supernatural horror feel to it, like Ghost Rider should. Yeah. And, uh, 
really great. So, I mean, those are my titles, Daredevil, Punisher, and Ghost Rider. And they're all titles that aren't really, they don't have a lot of issues, right? I don't think, right. none Daredevil. of them are like over 10, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think, think they're all kind of under 10. I think Ghost Rider's at like eight, Daredevil might be eight or nine, and same with Punisher, yeah, nine Yeah, it's like we really didn't choose titles that were, you know, like, obviously, yeah, we could do Batman ongoing has been amazing with Chip Zdarsky. You know, you and I both yeah. love it right now. But, oh, yeah. you know, I feel like ongoing titles needed to be something different than like the norm. You right. know, I feel like it was a lot tougher, you know, when Zach and I, you know, came up with these categories, it was it was really tough. Like I had to go back, go through like my CLZ app, mm -hmm. go through, you know, thinking of what I've read over the past year and like really think about like we've read a lot of titles and we talk about a lot of stuff each and every week here on the podcast and there's just so much to choose yeah. and you know i didn't know i didn't know what i was going to pick for anything until like i saw like one issue for something and i was like oh yeah yeah that was a good series and like all right let's do this one so like yeah yeah but yeah ongoing there is there's just so much that you could choose from but like was it really defining for 2022 i think a lot of these newer series and newer titles for 2022 have really been uh, awesome like you said like for, you know me like punisher um punisher carnage predator you know ghost rider daredevil has been you know all all the titles have been absolutely amazing and i feel like they're titles that everybody should be reading if you haven't picked them up because shit i'm reading ghost rider i haven't read ghost riders other than like cosmic ghost rider which isn't really like any of like the main ghost rider you know characters but i haven't read a ghost rider since like the 90s so yeah for me to like really pick up Ghost Rider this year and, and read it and thoroughly enjoy it of how awesome and like you said, like the horror aspect it is, is pretty badass. Like I'm I'm loving it. Like I didn't read any of the Robbie the Robbie Reyes stuff. Like so um yeah. that's it. I liked it. Yeah, I like the I think we had I think we had did a good year with uh, all the comic stuff. Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, and we really didn't have, I feel like we had more crossovers last year on our titles and this year it was just the, <laughs> the once a feature. I was sure you were going to pick do a powerbomb though. That's why I was prepared for a backup. <laughs> I thought about it, but DC did put out a lot of titles. Um, and it just, I didn't know where, even like, I think one of my backups for the mini, and I think I have one more, there's one more issue is uh, obviously, and I talk, I feel like I talk about it each and every month too, is the uh, uh, Batman Beyond uh Oh, Beyond the White Knight. Yeah, Beyond the White Knight. Like yeah. that's just another series that I'm just like I, I can't. I love it. Like Sean Murphy doing the art, doing the writing, creating that universe from like the previous title, from the previous two titles. Like it's just awesome. Like the one shot with uh, Red Hood. Like it's just like a different universe. And again, like you know the character. If you know the bad characters, you understand it. And I'm gonna be sad like once it's done, but. I can't believe you didn't pick uh, Captain Marvel as your ongoing. If I would have picked ongoing for titles that need you to, want end. to end. <laughs> She's got a crossover with X-Men coming up, though. Got yeah. A whole, whole uh, brood no. storyline. I don't know. According to, I don't know. I think according to solicitations, it's done at 45, but who the hell knows? Really? So. Is it? I don't, I don't know if that's true because... Uh, because I saw X-Men, they have connecting covers for a couple of X-Men issues. Oh, did the latest did the latest submission um, solicitations come out? Because according to 45, no, 46 is what I have is the last, which is February, which is Revenge of the Brood Part 4. Hmm. So, I yes. Saw Marvel solic or I saw March solicitations. I definitely saw X-Men in there with, I thought, Brood stuff. I don't know if it, Captain Marvel or not. Okay. 
So yeah, I think I'm thinking 45 is going to be or 46 is going to be the last, and then I can absolutely list this entire series, and I'll be so happy. Yeah, and because it literally takes up a good, obviously, 46 issues plus like the cover A's, cover B's. Every now and then, I'll get the variant. You know, another variant of, and sometimes some of these, some of these Captain Marvel titles have three covers, and it's just like I end up just clicking down and ordering all of them, and I'm like, why? When I know that I'm going to sell them, or I'm not really trying to keep this stuff. So right, but um, so that's it, everybody. That is our year in review of comics, um, season two, episode fifty-one. The next time you'll be hearing us, we'll be in season three. Yeah, uh, I'll be changing some stuff episode. up. And- <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, uh, again, we appreciate everybody, you know, that that's taken the ride with us over the past two years for anybody who's new listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Zach and I have a lot of fun doing this each and every week. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, typically we don't do the live YouTube thing because of course this is an audio podcast, but you know, this is basically the same way that you're, if you're watching this now live on YouTube, uh, is how we do it. We typically just record it and then it just gets chopped up and we do the audio portion. So uh, for 2023, if anybody lo- wants to do anything specific, you know, again, you know, we're always open for stuff here on the podcast. You want to throw down some, uh, you know, some questions, because obviously that's what always our favorite thing is listening to the community. We, you know, we try to go to as many conventions as possible. You know, we always say that we're going to do interviews and we never do interviews. That's why we get people here on the podcast, because it's a lot easier. You know what, though? Like I do. Oh, at, at the at the uh, cons. Yeah, that shows. Yeah. The hope is this year we'll be getting a lot more um, interviews on the podcast of like writers and artists and stuff. We want to try to do more of that. That's it's kind of the hope for season three. Um, obviously more cons as well, but I got a baby on the way and I might make things a little bit more difficult, but going to try to make that work. There's some uh, there's some hope that I might be on the East Coast sometime next year as well. So that makes a lot of opportunities for Justin and I to meet up more in person and do more cons and stuff. So season three could be a could be a big season for mm. the Comic-Con podcast. Yeah, definitely. So uh, final word, Zach, before we get out of here. Nah, man. Great, great year. Another fun year. Um, you know, I really enjoy doing this every week. It never feels like it's like a chore doing it. There's always something to talk about. Even when there's nothing to talk about, there's always something to talk about, right? So I love it. I love being here. Another great year. Thanks again for all you guys listening. Thanks to you, Justin, obviously, for being on here with me every week as well. Um, And thanks to all of our guests, man. We had some great guests this year, friends and creators and content creators throughout the year. Thank you so much for Mm -hmm. letting us do what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, for everyone that has been checking us out all year for the new people, you know, we appreciate everybody. You know, we said it last week on the podcast. We don't, we don't care if we're got a hundred thousand listens, you know, if we had fi- uh, 50 listens, you know, we care about the people that are listening to us, the people that are hanging out with us, you know, live right now on YouTube. It's just, it's fun. You know, we, we do what we do. We love what we do. Um, you know, we're not a speculation channel. We're not like a top 10. We just come in here. We talk news, we talk articles, you know what Zach and I think we love having the guests on here there's so many people that we've met this past year and there's so many people that have that want to come on next year and you know we are starting to build out the schedule for for 2023 so um you know look forward to you know some changes for 2023 Zach and I will always be here Zach it's been an absolute pleasure over the past year as well um you know our friendship continues to grow with the podcast and outside yeah. of this place so um that's it for season 2 
episode 51 our year in review we appreciate everybody in the book that's that's it baby for uh the comic-con podcast you'll be hearing us again in 2023 peace out everybody later